Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. You know, I, I've said it before. I'm, I'm talking to Egbert about that, and uh, I think he's. I think I got his mind changed on that. I think he needs to be more inclusive. Because, about, about real estate experts? Well, no, no. I mean, about anybody can listen to this station. You know, I mean, like, you know, for example, the reason that, that he sort of wasn't wild about that is because of the fact that Rick and Tracy Ellis, they don't want any rhinos. You know, they're, they're rhinos are, are terrible people. <laughs> or hippos. <laughs> well, hey, you know who had a funny show? I only listened to it for a few minutes yesterday, but Nieves' show, uh, I was driving out in God's country in St. Charles County, and I heard a few minutes of Nieves' show, and it was really funny. He was about to have Jim Lemke on, and I couldn't listen to the rest of it. But, so what was Boy- – when, when Brian's on a roll about something, he's really funny. I'm telling you. You know, I told you the story. I had this meeting, probably the last meeting I had with Rick and Tracy. It's important. Tell it again because it's important. I told them the guy, they they didn't. And see, once again, this is a meeting when they're getting their radio station on the air. And Rick is telling me they don't trust radio people. Here is a Christian man, a Christian woman who, first off, you know, uh, what's what's that saying in the Bible that he was out? Let he who was without sin cast the first stone. stone. But yet they're saying they don't want any rhinos and they don't want people like that on the radio and they don't want any radio people because you can't trust radio people. Um, And when they put their station on the air, specifically, they decided they weren't going to have any radio people on the air. They're going to have nothing but internet people. They're going to have nothing but podcasts. And that didn't work out too well. you suggested a man. I suggested Brian Nieves. And they both looked at each other and they went, who's that? (laughs) I go. And you smartened him up. Well, but, but the crazy part of it was after he got hired i contacted brian i go dude you know i con- i told them before they even went on the air that they should have had you and they had no idea who they who you were and i can't remember how he told me they got in contact or something like that but brian's pretty funny you know yeah he's good he's in and you know uh, uh, it was probably about two months ago he was on a tear about washington had a proposal for uh, for license plate readers right and brian is at his absolute best as a longtime listener He's at his absolute best when he's not doing like a radio voice and he's not doing a shtick. Like when he gets hot about something and he's on a roll, like that's such good stuff. He's 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 anti-license plate reader, right? He is. He is. And back to Rick and Tracy Ellis for a minute. God bless them because I don't know them. But instead of banning rhinos, they should really ban guys that used to work at discotheques. If you worked somewhere off of Clayton and Kerr's mill and you were spinning (laughs) records to like a, you know. A, uh, a Studio 54-ish crowd. I don't know. Those are the kind of people you don't want on radio. You know, I used to, when I did, I need to, I, I got it back up. I lost the website and I, I bought the domain name again, Radio Poop. And, and I follow, I chronicled that whole crazy period of time when we went from essentially from one talk station to like 42 talk stations yeah, within, yeah. within like a month. And what was so bizarre is the probably the the. And I hate to say this because, see, I go way back with Tracy Ellis. I mean, the very first time she was on the radio was on my station. She did a show called Real Estate Today. Her and lady who uh, at the time owned a company called uh, Remax, uh, Remax Stars, uh, Melissa Bream. 
and uh, Tracy was a real estate agent, and Melissa Bream was the owner of the real estate office and the broker, and they did a show together. And uh, one thing led to another, and Tracy got more interest in the radio business. Pretty soon, she was doing a show, a real estate show on 97.1, and you know, and then she got mad at 97.1 because of the new ownership. They weren't, they were, you know, she kept saying, well, they're rhinos, they're rhinos. <laughs> See, once again, I, I, you know, people come in all shapes and flavors, okay? You can, you can go to the bowling alley, and there's a certain, you know, people have an idea of the certain people who go to bowling alleys. And you can have somebody in there on one end of the spectrum who is living, uh, you know, living, let's say, sleeping in their car, but yet they live to bowl. And on the other end of the spectrum, you've got somebody who's a multimillionaire who enjoys bowling, and everybody else falls somewhere in between. Get yeah. what I'm saying? And that, that's sort of life in general, you know? I mean, it is. And, it and, is. And, and they talk, you know, they talk about being on the spectrum. I mean, that's obviously meant for other things. But... I don't understand how you can say someone who is a Christian essentially saying, we don't want rhinos. And the idea being is that aren't you essentially saying, and, and, and what's interesting to me is, like, for example, I've, uh, uh, I, know, I know several women who are on dating sites, and they tell me that on their profile, they have, do not contact me if you voted for Trump. Now, right, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's apparently a thing. Right, and 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 there, I've read stories about this that that women are like, well, I want nothing to do with it. If you're, you know, like like for example, to the point where if you get invited over to their house, let's say they're having a Christmas party or something like that, and you say, hey, I voted for Trump, they will show you the door. Okay, yeah. hey, see you later, bye. I don't understand that. I've never well, been. But, a- uh, well, now the, the converse of this, Brad, is if you were on, if you were a man that was on some kind of a dating site, that would be a pretty, whether you're a liberal or a Republican or a, or a conservative, it'd be a pretty effective screening mechanism because if a woman wants to disqualify you for some attribute of, of your belief or your personality, then, I mean, it's thank God you're not investing 30 minutes meeting her for coffee or whatever, yeah, but, but, whatever but, people do, but, you know? Hold on a minute, John. I mean, let, let, me, let, me, just, let me just state my, my case here, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, take, let's take, we'll call him Jim. Mm-hmm. And Jim is a well-educated guy, is a professional. Let's say he's an engineer, he's an electrical engineer, okay? Okay. And he is sharp guy, attractive guy, dresses well, has a nice car, has a nice house, um, is really a good person, gives to charities, is very much involved gotcha. with his church. Checks all those boxes. And he voted, he voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. And a woman meets this guy and she goes, oh, wow, he's good looking. He's got a nice car, you know, has a nice house. Oh, my God, he loves his kids. He gets along well with his ex-wife. You know, <laughs> yeah. he, he goes to church. Check, 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 check. Oh, but he voted for Trump. He's out. You know? yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, good, but but my point, Brad, is good for the man because if if the woman wants to disregard to disregard him because of that, I feel no sympathy for the man. I feel happy for the man because he eliminated a woman whose values, you know, dis. If she's going to disregard him because of who he voted for, do you want to be in a relationship with a woman like that? But see, here's the thing that that I look at that. I look at my mom and dad, and I'm a firm believer that opposites attract. I'm a firm believer that that good marriages are made with a man and a woman who 
are not, you know, who are who don't necessarily both go to to Starbucks, and they don't right. necessarily Com- agree agree completely. They I'm don't necessarily drive a BMW, and they, you know, and 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 they don't, you know, you know what I mean, and they don't play golf. You know, now I understand that there are shared interests, but I don't think you can, you know, I, I don't think that you want to be married to your clone. You know what I mean? Because hey, and this goes back to Brad. Let's apply this to, to so take a step back and apply this to the corporate world. It's I think what you're getting at is also the idea of I had a, a gentleman who I worked with who came from AB and the best thing I ever learned from him was he said if you and I agree on everything the company only needs one of us well but see I agree with that and and yeah I do too what, like what? like it, hey if you're making widgets in a factory then you need a thousand people to do the exact same thing but if you're in a relationship or you're in a god forbid you work for a large corporation if you have a differing viewpoint or a diverse set of views like that's that's a benefit well hey let me let me go back to the brian nevis days when he worked for me with my old radio station kwmo okay we had the people who were against him and would hate him and would say me send me nasty things and tell me they're going to report me to the fcc (laughs) and you know what i did with all of them i said why don't you come on the air and talk to me about it? And, and yeah, he would. And you know what? None of them would. Well, not necessarily go on the air with him. Like my classic example of this was he ran for Senate and it was a very contentious race. And the guy he ran for ran against was the former mayor of city of, of city of Washington, Dick Strotman. Okay. Yep. And right. Dick Strotman's wife worked at KLPW. She worked at the competing radio station, you know, uh, talk station out there in Franklin County. Um, and, and I can't remember her name. Um, anyway, something Stratman, um, Karen Stratman. Okay. And one day on her email account from the station sends me a scathing email that she's going to report me to the FCC for equal time or something for equal time that Brian Nevis was on the air running for Senate for, you know, and by the way, he was on the air before he ran for Senate. He, mm-hmm. he was a state rep and he was termed out, but he hadn't declared yep. for Senate and I hired him and he went on the air and she sent me the scathing email that she demanded equal time. And I said to her, and this was, this was great, matter of fact, I look back at this thing myself, God, the smartest thing I ever did. I said, great, Dick can start Monday from 9 to 11. Because Brian Give him was, the slot. Brian Give him was the on the air. Brian was on the air from seven to nine, <laughs> and and so she's on the air from nine to you know he's on the air for he'd be on the air for nine eleven. And she was like dumbfounded, and she goes, "Are you serious?" I go, "Yeah, Dick can be on the air for two hours a day every day, Monday through Friday, just like Brian." And then she comes back and she says, "Well, I don't. Well, that's not equal time. Well, the interesting part of it is if you read the FCC rules and regulations, it's not equal time. It's what they call equal opportunity, and obviously." If you got one guy who's on the air for two hours from seven to nine, you can't have the same guy, another guy on the air for the same two hours. But you can because that's what she argued. She says, well, that's not equal opportunity because he's on the air during prime drive time, which is seven to nine in the morning. And and you will have my husband on between (laughs) nine and eleven. So I go into Brian. I said, Brian. Would you mind if Dick came on and did the show with you every morning between 7 and 9? And Nevis would have loved and it. And Brian was like, yeah, bring it on. He would have loved so it. I emailed her back. You're right. That's not fair. Brian has agreed to share the show with your husband. <laughs> you both can be on the air from 7 till 9 in the morning. Wouldn't have that been great? Two hours every day of these two guys going and at it? And people would have loved it. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this also underscores too, Brad, the broader point here is if someone like that, and I don't know this woman and she could be lovely, but if someone like that who appears to be very political and maybe a little bit petty, if they deal with an honest broker, so, and I'm complimenting you here, Brad, I know you're not Mark Reardon and you can take a compliment. If they're dealing with an honest broker and somebody who's straightforward like that, they don't know how to communicate with you well, but, but because see, they're so used to communicating in a petty or petulant way. See, the other issue was both her and they were both Republicans, obviously, because they're both yeah. running uh, in the primary um, and the Democrats who hated Brian Nieves. The interesting thing for me was when I offered them their own show, they didn't want to do, be on my station. They just wanted Brian off. That's what they yeah, wanted, yeah. which which to me well, is like— Well, being on the station would have meant work, too. Right. We talked about yeah. this yesterday about the deal with the podcasters. The podcasters, do you mean I have to show up at the studio every day? Yeah, I, I have at to the be, same time. I have to be do in? something. It, now, this also underscores, too, as much as we talk about some of the negative figures and the people that, that, that give us a hard time, for every one of those people— they're the people that listen to the show, that contact you or me, or the the vast majority of people who listen, who don't who don't find time in the in the course of their day to day real world life to reach out to us, and they're good people. And like you mentioned, Brad, the real people of the world, they could be at a bowling alley or they could be driving to and from Jefferson City or wherever, and those are the people that make up our audience, and they're the people that don't send hateful anonymous messages or things like that you know they're they're the real people there's a lot of real love out there yeah okay i'm gonna backtrack one thing you said that brian was upset about the license plate readers Uh uh-huh you know the interesting thing on this is these are everywhere nowadays and the reason i know this is the company is called flock f-l-o-c-k flock safety okay and they have a very interesting little unit. It's a very small little unit, uh, and it could be on its own little pole. It could be on a stop sign. It could be on a light pole, stuff like that. It has a, it has a, a um, solar panel attached to it, and it sits there, and it essentially it, the, the category of this is what they call their – they're called ALPRs, A-L-P-Rs, Automated License Plate Readers. And it just essentially has a camera, and it scans the license plate, and in these particular things, they have a little cellular modem inside the little, little small little unit. It's pretty interesting how will they do it. And it just scans the license plates and it just, you know, it does uh, the uh, OCR optical character recognition. And it essentially just sends that back. And then the police department, depending upon which level of service you have, uh, it could be a homeowner, could be a matter of fact, I, the first one I saw in the St. Louis area was actually out in uh, Winghaven and right there on Winghaven Drive, just south of Highway N, Veterans Memorial Parkway, whichever you want to talk about. Uh, they had one right there and they actually had a sign that said, you know, you know, this is put on by the Homeowners Association a whole bit. And it just reads the license plate. And the police version actually reads the license plate, runs it through the database, uh, if it's stolen or not, and then they get an alert. Now, there's a mobile version of this. I don't know if it's as popular as it used to be. Town of Country was the first uh, police to have this, where they had these cameras. They have two of them on the front of their police car, two of them on the back police car. They're pointed like at 45 degree angles. Uh, so it's covering like the entire front, back sides of the police car. And as they drive along, it scans all the license plates around them. And in real time, it tells the police officer it's expired, expired plate, wanted stolen, stuff like that. I don't, you know, I have mixed emotions about that. To a certain yeah. extent, I'd say. I mean, I would support it if I knew that that the police could arrest you for your large carbon footprint. <laughs> That's not. And if happen. the flock technology was able to show how much you drive, Brad, and what your carbon footprint is, and you're you're driving around town willy nilly like you're not damaging the environment. 
I'm gonna rep, I'm gonna reach out to California Representative Scott Weiner <laughs> and see if he can add that to uh, reach out to some of his socialist compatriots in Missouri. John, we have to go. Say goodbye, John. See you guys on Monday. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Comcast's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?